0: Over the weekend, Japan suffered a 7.3 magnitude earthquake that caused nearly a million homes to lose power. Uh, thankfully, no deaths have been reported yet. Uh, there have been some serious uh, damages resulting from the ensuing landslides. Train services have also been halted. But, to the relief of many, it's been reported that the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant saw no irregularities uh, as a result of this Quake. But experts warn that we can expect to see further multiple overshocks over time. Uh, To give us a a further assessment on what's going on in Japan, we're pleased once again to be uh, joined by the award winning journalist and author of Japanization What the World Can Learn from Japan's Lost Decades, William Pesek, on the line. Hello. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, 7.3 magnitude, uh, it apparently was felt in Tokyo. Uh, as somebody who has a lot of relatives uh, who've lived in Tokyo and uh, someone who uh, grew up in Los Angeles, um, that I'm part of the demographic that doesn't get too freaked out by earthquakes, but certainly I'm yeah. sure there were some jitters there. What was your personal experience like uh, in Tokyo as you, as you felt the tremors?
1: Yeah, I was just sitting home uh, 11 p.m., Uh, in the evening, just watching some Netflix, relaxing after a long Mm. and busy week, and the house began shaking. And, you know, as as you know from earthquakes here, they tend to last for 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. This one lasted for quite some time. And earthquakes, of course, they build up a bit of momentum and a bit of inertia. And I ended up having to spring up from the couch and stop a file cabinet from falling. I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't exactly uh, a, a violent experience in my home. It wasn't like 10 years ago when we had that giant earthquake, but it certainly was a, was a bit of an eye-opener, and it, it certainly reminded me of the events of 10 years ago, and you know, the timing is not great for Japan in terms of not only the 10th anniversary of that giant earthquake, but also Japan is hoping to host the Olympics in mm. five to six months, and so... You know, from if you think about the world or history in terms of bookends, this was kind of a scary event, and it, it certainly put the population here on edge a bit.
0: Yeah, very interesting uh, if you look at it through that historical con- context of the uh, initial uh, earthquake that occurred that uh, resulted in that devastating tsunami as well as the uh, damage at the Fukushima uh, nuclear power plant. This one being an aftershock of that event uh, from over a decade ago, nearly a million homes uh, damaged. Um, for people who know Japan, they know that they are, these buildings are built to the strictest codes because of these uh, frequent earthquakes. How do you assess the current damage right now in, in the entire area?
1: Well, I mean, I think people look at the earthquake from a few days ago as kind of a good news story in that, uh, you know, we we didn't have mass mass loss of death. Uh, There were some damages, but in general, things could have been a lot worse. But I do think that it's been a revelation to many of us that this could have been an aftershock from the events of 10 years ago. And I was talking to a professor at the University of Tokyo, and he said that given the size of the earthquake in 2011, it should not be a surprise that there are aftershocks 10 years later. But, again, for many of us, it's been a surprise to realize that these two events are indeed connected. And it does have us on edge. It has a lot of people rushing to the stores right now to upgrade their uh, their earthquake kits, You know, making sure that batteries are up to date, mm. making sure that you know, their crackers and their food and their cookies and their bags are up to date and that they're, they have water on hand. And so it, it has kind of... propelled people to go shopping a bit just in case
0: Right, and uh, apparently there will be aftershocks of this particular aftershock and the concern has been although thankfully the nuclear power plant, uh, the Daiichi plant uh, doesn't seem to have been affected now uh, even here in Korea obviously because of the geographic proximity there's always a concern about any potential uh, damage, uh, further damage uh, at Fukushima Are those concerns um, being expressed in Japan as well?
1: And I think politically there's a concern that the government is just simply not focused on this. I mean, basically, we're currently on our fourth prime minister since the events of 2011. And every prime minister, it's been a cycle, a pattern. They've said, well, you know, we're going to take care of what's happening in Fukushima. We're going to accelerate the cleanup process. We're going to make sure that the people in Fukushima who are still living in temporary housing 10 years later are taken care of and nothing happens. And so you see this event over the weekend it has shined in a, a kind of a new spotlight on events in Fukushima and I think what people here are realizing more and more is that the events of 10 years ago are kind of ongoing. You know, the Fukushima problem is a live problem. There are still about 10,000 unspent, you know, basically spent fuel rods that are sitting on top of the yeah. Fukushima power plants and these have yet to be cleaned away. And nuclear problems, radiation leaks, are always international incidents and i think it's been japan's been slow to realize this is not just a regional japanese problem this is a concern for the world and for japan's neighbors And once again, the world is watching, the world is paying attention to Fukushima again, and the timing is kind of inconvenient for Japan at a time when it's hoping to host the Olympics.
0: Well, let's talk about that, because um, for the former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, this was part of his grand vision, right, Uh, to uh, show the world that uh, Japan has uh, emerged uh, from that tragedy and uh, they've put behind the events of the earthquake, the tsunami and the damage at Fukushima and uh, show that Japan is once again a, a prominent world power. With the Olympics right now already delayed by one year, it does seem like, basically, aside from the IOC and Japan, and uh, many of these athletes who, of course, have worked so hard to realize their dreams of winning an Olympic medal. Nobody else wants to hold these Olympics and nobody else really has any interest in, in going to them. I know there's a torch relay set to start at the end of March and sort of this is their symbolic kind of run through Fukushima. H- how feasible is it right now for these Olympics to take place as it stands right now and, and after the aftermath of the uh, the Modi resignation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very doubtful that the Olympics can take place. I think that if six months ago Japan had said we will hold a spectator-free Olympics, just athletes in quarantine, no mask tourism, I think perhaps Japan could have pulled this off in some way. They refused to do that. And now we have this COVID-19 third wave taking place. You have the fact that the government here has been very slow to roll out vaccinations. We haven't even begun vaccinating medical staff here. It's supposed to begin this month, we'll see. Mm. But I think the odds of Japan being able to hold a massive in-person sporting event in five months is a bit of a reach. And I, and I think that when you look at the, the fact that you have the Abe government, which, just like, kind of like Donald Trump, they prioritize the economy and the stock market over public health. The current Prime Minister, Suga, is following a reading from a very similar playbook, putting the stock market ahead of public health. And I think that the government here has been very reluctant. To take very, very firm steps to curb the coronavirus. And they're trying to find ways to recalibrate and find ways to balance the economic needs with health needs. But it could backfire on them. And I think you're left with a situation where people are worried about coming to a mass in-person event in this environment during a pandemic. And I'm not sure it's possible.
0: Yeah, I think many people here in Korea also share that uh, same skepticism you've expressed. Uh, William Pesek has always Thank you so much for joining us, appreciate it and look forward to talking to you My again pleasure. soon. pleasure.